0: He's created people that everyone in the world knows. Any author that could create such memorable characters would be a very happy person indeed. Laugh it up, fuzzball. He really established the independent film market. His films changed epic productions. He changed storytelling. He created what Hollywood is today.
1: I'm out of it. For a little while, everybody gets delusions of grandeur. George was creating a new world for Hollywood, and we were lucky enough to be a part of it. Come on!
2: He's not just the creator and director. Now he is the studio. He
1: can make exactly the movie that he wants to make. Obi-Wan
2: has taught you well.
1: One of the things that George Lucas has done in Star Wars is to communicate, in fact, with the younger self that resides somewhere inside even the oldest person.
2: Good shot, Red 2. I think our cultural imagination has been transformed by Lucas'
0: films, by taking us back to stories that make us all feel that we
2: share in the heroic journey of the human species on this Earth.
0: The Force will be with
2: you, always. George Lucas moved us into a new place in space, a new time in the future, uh, which, which no one else had created up to that time. Star Wars had a tremendous impact on the young people, uh, as well as adults for that matter. I've committed myself to making these movies. I believe in these movies. I think they're very entertaining. And I think if I can get a room full of people and they enjoy it, then I've done whatever I hope to do.
1: For George Lucas, what began as a quest for creative freedom became a philosophy, a cultural phenomenon and an empire of dreams.
2: You've never heard of the Millennium Falcon? Should I have? It's a ship that made the Kessel Run less than 12 percent. Hey everyone and welcome to Kessel Run Weekly. My name is Danny.
1: I'm Kristen. And I'm Cheyenne.
2: And welcome everyone. Happy Thanksgiving if you're celebrating um, because you guys will be getting this the day before um, as this comes out. And we wanted to do something kind of special for Thanksgiving. Um, it was a thought that Kristen actually had last year that we didn't actually get to, uh, bring to fruition because we are retail slaves. So, yeah, literally. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so sometimes during that season, uh, it's kind of hard to, you know, have a life, but this season Cheyenne brought up an interesting idea to complete our idea. Um, Cheyenne, why don't you introduce that? Um, I,
0: well, let's start with Disney plus happened. So that was
2: helpful. It absolutely Um, happened.
0: But Empire of Dreams was on there, and I had started watching it. And I was like, wait a minute. This is literally all about that. Why don't we thank the maker in a proper way by watching Empire of (laughs) Dreams and talking about it?
2: Absolutely. Yes, so today's theme is thank the maker. And we're going to be talking Mm -hmm. about Empire of Dreams, um, which if you haven't watched it, I highly recommend it. Um, I will say right out of the gate i normally do not enjoy documentaries of any kind um i like every great once in a while you know the articles of like oh this is how this is made oh cool kind of like the, oh that's what that is um but sitting through a two and a half hour document documentary is not something i normally find fun however this was incredible cheyenne thank you for recommending this
0: (laughs) i honestly i'm the same way like i do enjoy documentaries but like I'll if I've seen like most of a nature documentary, I'll just leave the rest of it on to fall asleep to. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> because David, oh, I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> You're fine.
0: Because David Attenborough can put me right to bed. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> talking about whales, and I'm just like, okay.
2: Um, and you go to sleep to the sounds of. Whoa.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dory go Ooh. um, and that's it. But. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way, like, at least for long documentaries like that. Like, when I had started it, I was, like, really pumped. I was like, yes. And then I paused it when I had to go to bed. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> there's an hour and a half left. And I've only been watching it for an hour. <laughs> so it, I was definitely like, uh-oh. But every time <clears throat> that I was watching the rest of it, um I didn't even feel a moment to like pause to need to pause and like recover. I was like, "Wow, wow!"
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, and when we were talking about kind of like notes for the show and stuff, Kristen, you had you had said something earlier before we were talking about our lack of notes <laughs> because we were so into it.
1: Yeah, I just like I, I got my notebook ready and I was like, "I'm gonna be able to take notes on this. It's gonna be really good." And then I was just in there, like staring <laughs> yeah. at it. I couldn't. Couldn't turn away to take notes. Never happened.
2: <laughs> Which is funny too, because like, when we had talked about doing like documentary stuff and things like that, both of us were kind of like, "Yeah, that'd be nice." Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, yeah, maybe you sure. know,
2: because it's not something that you normally, or at least for us, that I'm like, "Yeah, let's let's find out this and all this other kind of stuff." I'm more into like the story, the lore, the actual mm-hmm. material and everything. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I couldn't look away. I, yeah. I just I couldn't the whole time. I was just so entranced in it. I never felt myself drifting away from it or anything like that. It was fantastic. Yeah. Um learning just everything about what George Lucas went through. Like to to just get Star Wars on screen. It's incredible. For real. It was ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I mean the amount of challenges that he went through to just to try to make his dream come true of being able <laughs> to put his own vision on screen without anybody else having really a say into it was just really um, it was really cool because I feel like nowadays anyone who pretty much wanted to do something like that, they'd probably just be like, "No, that's fine. Don't worry about it. Like, you don't, <laughs> right. you, don't you don't like it? Uh, okay, I'll throw it away." Right.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I he, and I mean, just even watching like him talk about it and then seeing the footage of younger him doing it, it's just like he he's so used to it now too. It's like it wasn't it did it didn't even happen. He's like, whatever. I'm George Lucas. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, dude, you like, I don't want to spoil anything.
2: No, go ahead.
0: (laughs) Uh, You almost died. Yeah. (laughs) Filming this. uh, Yeah. Like
2: ah <laughs> anyways he went sorry. through some stuff well and it was funny too actually to what you were saying the first thing that i said to Kristen when they were interviewing him in the opening right before it says empire of dreams on the screen like mm-hmm. he's just kind of talking about how i did this and i did this and i said what a humble man
1: well yeah, <laughs> the, the first thing he says he was like he recognized talent yeah Alan yeah. recognized
2: talent, and he knew good talent when he saw it. It was like, I looked at, I looked at, I was
1: like He just called himself talent. <laughs> <laughs> that's but The true. thing he is, like, like, one day has annoying. earned the right. That's, yeah. the, that's the crazy thing. No, he really has. Because
2: like, we go through, and we were laughing about that at first. Like, man, he's so humble. But like if you go on through everything he had to go through, all of the things that he innovated and, and everything... <laughs> he absolutely can talk that way. Yeah. Oh, He yeah. absolutely secured the right to talk, th- talk about himself that way.
0: <laughs> yeah. just <laughs> funny. And like the fact that it's not even like, Oh, he definitely like deserves to be able to speak like that. He does. And nobody else can say he does not Like, right. it's like, um, like for him, he, if he says stuff like that, it doesn't matter what other people think about him saying stuff like that. You know, like I guarantee that doesn't affect him anymore. Mm-hmm. At this point, he's like, did you do that? No.
1: Right. <laughs> you have four and a half billion dollars? No. Did you pioneer the future of movies? No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly. Well, mm-hmm. and, and it's crazy because a lot of the things that he went through. So I knew some of the things just because we hear them in circulation as Star Wars fans. Yes. Of, right. Oh, George Lucas had to go through this. Nobody wanted this. I knew about the nobody wanting to screen Star Wars because of how the toys that made us when we did that episode. Um, Where they were talking about with Kenner and everything. Nobody wanted to merchandise. But Kenner Mm. was like, we'll do it. It's space
1: toys. Right.
0: See, I didn't know that at all. Because I didn't, like, I've never really paid attention to, like, merchandising of it all. I just, I'll be honest with you. This was very millennial of me. I was like, merchandising wasn't, like, a normal thing. (laughs) I was like, what? Like, they had to, like, really print t-shirts with hesitation.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) right
0: like i was very i for me for a minute i was like wait a minute like that doesn't make any sense Mm -hmm. and then like i mean i came to the realization that like i was not there in 77 um so i was just like cool that sucks the people didn't get the t-shirts immediately all right and the toys immediately
1: but
2: um, that's such a power move for drugs yeah. though. Like, uh, in all honesty, back then, you would have not... not like, they, like they'd like said, you wouldn't think merchandising would have been a thing. But mm-hmm. he saw Star Wars for what it was before it was what it was. And before yeah. it became what it could be. And mm-hmm. he was like, yeah, you know what? You own my movie. But I'm reserving all the merchandise. And yeah. as soon as he said that, I looked at Chris and I was like, ooh, this man's a genius.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is. He's so smart. And I'm going to be honest with you, that... <clears throat> Hearing them talk about that reminded me of uh, Walt because when he lost Oswald, mm-hmm. that was it. He was like, All right, no, like game changer. I'm not ever selling anything to anybody. Everything is mine. Mm-hmm. And the he owns the world. <laughs> From his brain, he runs the world.
2: Yep. <laughs> so he, definitely
0: does. he, like, he the moment he coined Mickey Mouse and was like, Walt Disney World, Walt Disney Company. Boom. Done. Solid. The moment George Lucas was like, oh, I'm going to make merch? Hashtag Lucasfilm. Done. Like, <laughs> geniuses.
2: Absolutely.
1: Anyway. Yeah, it really was. He uh, <laughs> he definitely knew what he was doing with that aspect. And I know he spoke a lot about how he was trying to get out of the corporate like <laughs> settings of movies and how they wanted to pretty much run everything and tell you how it was going to work. And yeah. he just had a vision and he knew what he wanted. He wasn't going to let anybody else oh. tell him different. I mean,
2: he dropped yeah. out of the conventional ways that one would make a movie. And yeah. That was the big thing. Cause all of the moves that he made could have ended him at that second. I, something that I actually mentioned to Kristen is that I felt like at least 20, 30 times during the thing, there was some little bitty thing that could have sent it all oh, spiraling yeah. down. Mm-hmm. It was, it was either if Yoda didn't work it was yeah. going to come come tumbling down. If we didn't get the actors, it was mm-hmm. going to come tumbling down. If we didn't get this, everything would have been ruined. Everything would yeah. have been for nothing. And it was literally like everything was riding on a single pillar every yeah. single time. I'm and sorry, it, it, you know, it, remi- it actually reminds me of uh, Rogue One, um, where Jen says that we'll take the first chance and the next chance and the next chance until the chances are spent. And I felt like he had a lot of that mentality. Where it was just like I'm gonna go as far as I can to try to realize this vision, this dream that I have,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and beyond that, if it doesn't work, then you know what, it doesn't, and then that's it. Yeah. So, but thankfully, <laughs> 42 thankfully years worked. later, <laughs> <laughs>
0: everything worked.
2: Yeah, everything worked. Um, it, it's just cool seeing everything that he went to went through, that he innovated. I, I did like at the end when he kind of chuckled at himself of. That he's like, I I went through to try to to leave the the Screen Actors Guild, the Directors Guild. He he left all those conventional ways. He didn't want to be a part of a corporation. He was fighting the man. He was fighting the corporations. Mm-hmm. He's like, and he founded Lucasfilm, Skywalker <laughs> Sound, ILM. Um, Skywalker, we, Ranch. Skywalker Ranch, all, all of those. And he's like, inadvertently, I've become the one thing that I sought to destroy. <laughs> yep. I was like, yep. that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah,
0: I Every time I see his face, mm-hmm. I think of the little Lego packet of him laying on top of a bunch of green Lego pieces. And it says George Lucas with four and a half billion dollars. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's
0: a Lego set that I want. I'll just <laughs> stick it in a bucket and put it on my desk. There you go. Put George on top. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah Easiest i ever. <laughs> exactly um he will be my motivation always um <laughs> so for me like him talking about the corporate entity um that he was interacting with slash not wanting to do uh brought like and they talked about american graffiti like immediately so this is at the top of my list of a million things but i mean they did that in un- for under a million dollars in like 28 days or something mm-hmm. 20 or- 38 days. Uh, And it was like silly comedy. The um, universal wanted it. And they, and he wanted to make movies and like allow people to, or get people to allow him to make his movies. So he was like, sure, why not let me do a silly comedy and like put his name in the hat kind of deal. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And then they like said no to an audience or something for American graffiti.
2: Uh, said that you couldn't show that in front of an audience um, because I haven't seen all of American Graffiti. I've seen pieces of it just from high school. But Mm -hmm. I know there's some things in there that at that time people would have been like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe Mm -hmm. they put that in a movie and things like that. And so that in in, in just the movie in general at the time, it was Mm. kind of like a before it's time kind of deal, I, I think.
0: Yeah, I honestly, I only watched it last year, maybe mm-hmm. at the beginning of this year. Like, I've only recently seen it. I don't remember much of it. I remember being like, this is Greece," <laughs> <laughs> um, But like more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and more stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, just from that experience, just from his American Graffiti experience, like, I know I would have been motivated to get out of there. And to do my own thing. Oh, absolutely. Um, simply from that. So like that to me feels very George Lucasy.
2: Well, you can tell that he takes a lot of care and a lot of pride in the things that he's creates. Cause one of the first things he says in that interview when they're talking about American graffiti is that how he dreaded that some corporate entity would get their hands on it and mm-hmm. and, and rig it up and and cut and you know, they said they cut five minutes, all that kind of stuff. Like yeah. they went through and like Frankensteined it and he was like, This is not my movie. This is mm-hmm. not what I what I envisioned. This is not what I wanted. And so, like, I laugh at the oh, I became the the one thing I destroyed. But the difference is, and the same thing when you brought up uh, Walt, is that they they were both burned by those corpor- corporations. They were burned yeah. in the past, and they were like, you know what? It's not going to happen again because mm-hmm. these are things that I love, and there is, I have a vision, a very specific vision that mm-hmm. I want to see happen. And so George created his companies,
1: yeah. <laughs> not even
2: singular, but companies in order to literally revolutionize everything. Like yeah. Skywalker Sound is, they're, they're involved in almost every movie. It, it, it cracks me up when I, like I see a movie, I don't even remember what we were watching the other day, but literally I saw at the end credits scroll by, as like, oh, Skywalker Sound. <laughs> it's just kind of like, yeah. like, it was one that you just wouldn't have thought that Skywalker Sound would have had anything to do with, but they become did the too. premier people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they're in everything.
0: Yeah. I mean, to be fair, like, I guess they're also a Disney entity, so they could be used in Frozen 2. But when I saw Skywalker sound in Frozen 2, I was
2: like, <gasps> <laughs> It's still cool to see. Because, I mean, yeah. we as Star Wars fans know what that is. And, and yeah. also now know what that really truly means. Yeah. Because not only did he re- revolutionize visual effects, but he revolutionized sound and how it can be perceived with THX and all that kind of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, and, and then one that Kristen lost your mind over that we found out. Did you want to share that? What was it? The the Pixar?
1: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when it said that the he... Pixar
2: technology or what did they it call it? It was like
1: it? Pixar technology or Pixar animations yeah. or something. Or mm-hmm. maybe it was later named Pixar animation. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. But yeah, as soon as it said that, I was like... Yeah. Say what?
2: It was it was Pixar computing? I don't know. It was some kind of device that did yeah. the CGI. Yeah, yeah. Because animation it created and stuff. A computer the computer to, yeah. that,
0: it, yeah. that created the animation. Well, yeah,
2: and then he said he later sold that, and it became
0: Pixar. <laughs> <laughs> of all Literally, those. how it's all full circle. It really
2: is. George Lucas and Walt Disney rule the world. That's that's honestly.
0: It. That's it. <laughs> I wonder if they would be friends. <laughs> I would hope they would be friends. Right. Walt and George are so alike in personality, in geniusness. Right. <laughs> like. Uh, I only know that because I'm also obsessed with him. Well, <laughs> uh, I've read four books about him. It's mm-hmm. anyways. I'm sorry. That's not why we're here.
2: <laughs> so um, how, so how 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 much did you freak out when you got to see Carrie and Peter and Kenny and, and all of them show I up?
0: Cried. I cried so much. Um I was so, um, I <laughs> was
2: so have, nice though yeah.
0: I think yeah, I think at that point in the uh documentary I kind of just like had tears in my eyes the whole time uh-huh. the whole rest of the time um just because it would be like oh we're talking about this like technological thing boom Carrie Fisher we're talking about this like sound thing boom Harrison Ford and I'm mm. just like oh, oh that's cool oh I'm sorry I'm just making <laughs> random things, but like literally that was my full reaction um I feel like one of my favorite parts of it was, and this is just the film nerd in me, was seeing all the people, um, like the different execs that he encountered and mm-hmm. the different, um, what would be the right word? Like friends, I guess. Well, yeah, friends that he made from oh. creating Star Wars, right, um, his Alan, Ladd, and host, Alan <laughs> Ladd Jr. Yeah. Um, and... This I'm, I actually meant to say this earlier when we were talking about how George said like he saw talent in people, but Alan Ladd Jr. said that he saw talent in George mm-hmm. and not in Star Wars, which <laughs> his fault. But um, <laughs> saw talent in George, and he was like, "That's that's the point. Mm-hmm. You see talent in the creator. You see you need to see the creator, not one of their pieces of work. You need right. to see the talent in them and help them
2: mm-hmm.
0: grow." And I think that's what George does now. I'm going to cry again.
2: And it only took one person believing in him. And that's what I thought was really cool is that, yes, he wanted to be free of these corporate entities and the way Hollywood was making movies at the time where it was kind of just bland. It was the same Mm -hmm. stuff over and over again. Um, I liked how they kind of talked about sci-fi at the time. The science Mm -hmm. fiction pictures were all like doom and gloom, Mm post-apocalyptic. There was no hope or anything like that. And here you have George Lucas, coming in here and he's like you know what i want to make a coming of age space opera that's what i want based off of flash gordon (laughs) it's just like which it was cool they showed a little clip of like the beginning of a flash gordon episode and it's the Mm. opening crawl
0: (laughs) (laughs) wow this is is what i mean is i every time i took a note i looked away
2: (laughs) it was literally like both me and kristen looked at each other like wait what Yeah,
0: (laughs) I have Flash Gordon and Buck Rogers written down. Guarantee that's when that happened. Yep. The screen. Uh, I also love the so like he took Flash Gordon and Buck Rogers and sci-fi and basically not flip flopped it, but like stood it helped it stand up, you know, in the face of consumers. But um, talking, he talked about uh, Joseph Campbell and how he took uh, myth and world religion and then the connections of different myths. Amongst just like culture and the religion, religious part of it. And then things like the Odyssey and Beowulf, which are things that I was. I read, but I was also was forced to read. Um, exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, and I was just like, wow, honestly, that all makes so much sense. Like, right. just like, even the littlest bit of piece out of such a big story, like the Odyssey. Mm-hmm. That takes forever to read. Um, I just, I don't know. I love finding things like that and maybe it's the writer in me that's like oh i should do this and this and this but then i feel bad because i'm like oh i shouldn't take ideas and then i hear them say this and i'm like oh (laughs)
2: let
1: it inspire you yeah Yeah. (laughs)
2: Yeah. right there you go there you go which is what george did that's exactly what george did i thought it was really cool because i I, i've heard joseph campbell before and i would heard that george had took um themes from him and really kind of studied his work and stuff like that about the hero of many faces and, and think or hero of a thousand faces I think is what it was mm-hmm. um, and things like that but I didn't know that he actually like they studied together like because he called George Lucas his greatest student that's freaking cool to incredible. me
0: incredible yeah um but oh god I lost it <laughs> I lost it all right I'll, I'll bring it back. um i remember feeling um like very what's the right word not complete (laughs) like i finally i felt like i understood what they meant whenever he said like it needed it had a human center and a huge heart Mm -hmm. um which is what george has Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and then I think that when I was thinking about all of the technical things that they had talked about and all of the, how he had talked about like corporate entities at this point and where he took his stories from, that also like, there's such a large part of him in the story. Like he talks about how, well, Star Wars is um, wanting to like prevent yourself from becoming the very thing you want to destroy. He talked about that at like the end, but um, I'm like, okay, but like I know that you're relating it to your life, but relate it to yourself. You yeah. put so much of you in the film. Like part of me feels like George is both or all three, Leia, Han and Luke into a person.
2: Huh.
0: It's just me being a little overthinking. And then she his dog.
1: And she dog. <laughs> <laughs> See?
2: Oh. Anyway. Kristen, do you have a thought? I uh,
1: just resonated really well. What you just said. <laughs> about how the thing he sought to destroy just kind of made me think of the overall theme of yeah,,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, and he showed the clip of Luke and Darth Vader's mask, and I was like,
1: Ugh. yeah, that's exactly what I was like, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. well, that resonated very well, thank you very much. <laughs> well, um, um,
2: and then to that though, like I, I thought that e- even though he kind of poked fun at himself of I became <laughs> the thing I, I sought to do, to do away with at the same time though. He, he gained the autonomy to be able to tell what he wanted. So there was yeah. a benefit to it. He didn't become Darth Vader because he was Luke right. Skywalker or anything like that. To yeah. me, at least I felt like he built a legacy. So yeah. I feel like even then he's still Luke. And even though I get that the sequel trilogy, he may have only had a small hand in, I almost feel like he became old Luke. You know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. like he dealt with, Oh, this thing that I had sought to destroy but then was able to resolve of this is who I am and this is what I've accomplished and yeah. this is what's awesome and everything. Cause he, again, I know we mentioned at the beginning, he, he went through a lot. I mean, like he thought he was having a heart attack at one point, trying to make it, yeah. made a, make a deadline for star Wars, the first yeah. one. And, and you
0: know what? They literally were like, and then he doubled his work. And I was like,
2: doubled of his efforts oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> i was like no that's not what you do great plan
2: <laughs> Oy. that was him working for the empire <laughs> <laughs> yeah double our efforts
0: <laughs> yeah um i one of the parts that just about his work ethic that really inspired me slash surprised me was that the screenplay was done in 74. And they got it out in 77 mm-hmm and it was just chaotic. <laughs> like it wasn't like, cause I mean, movies come out in like three to five years as mm-hmm. the typical time that you would see or hear that a script is done and a movie is done.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like I, or at least how that's how it feels. But for whatever reason I heard screen post done in 1974 and then they're literally listing off problem after problem after problem. Mm-hmm. And then I was just like, all of this happened and it was released in 77. <laughs> 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 this is insane. They did
1: fine. Yeah. Like hey. I mean, he even had know. cameramen fighting him. Like, what? He's like, "How about
2: that's not your job." <laughs> I was "Your
1: like, job, son?"
2: Really? Really, man? I'm this is my movie. Yeah. I, I wrote it. Thanks.
0: <laughs> Step down.
2: Yeah. But I mean, in with the with the first Star Wars, though, like he he had very little people in his corner, yet mm-hmm. he persisted. And yeah. I thought that that was really cool. And, and like you said, really, really inspiring is that because, I mean, he didn't have a whole bunch of people cheering him on. There wasn't like a, oh, man, go George. There was a handful of people, if that really, yeah. to say, I believe in your work. I believe in what you're doing. Even the actors had that.
1: I mean, yeah, I, mean, I, I couldn't imagine trying to make your dream come true with creating this new like <laughs> idea of thinking with the movie. And all you have is people going like, what is this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is weird. This is just bizarre. Like, I don't think this is going to make it. And you know, you probably heard the whispers, and people probably came to him and were like, dude, I don't don't think this is going to do good. And Mm -hmm. I mean, just to keep pushing on and not just, you know, wallowing and
0: getting Mm -hmm. depressed
1: over anything, you know, he just pushed on. I admire that very much. Yeah, I wonder how,
0: um, because like Mark and Harrison always talk about how they're like, they are friends with George Lucas. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, I wonder how much. I'm sure Harrison Ford is a fabulous friend, but I'm also sure that he didn't spend too much of his free time comforting George Lucas. (laughs) But I wonder if, because Luke was like young and excited and uh, not first movie, but like first live action of Mm -hmm. something with him in it, I guess maybe. Um, But he like, I wonder if he like helped George kind of get through things by being the enthusiasm on set or by just like being his friend off screen and literally being like george we're here for you like of the all these other people are out here talking about we don't know if it's gonna work whatever whatever and mark hamill is straight up just being luke skywalker
2: right (laughs) and it was cool because like even mark hamill said in the the interviews that they they tried to cheer him up sometimes they could see that he was down they could see things were going on and so they try to joke with him and all that kind of stuff and he was like, I mean, it might not have helped, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah. we tried because, I mean, you could tell that he was stressed and everything. Yeah. And I thought that was cool. And, and seeing the shots of him like laughing on set and everything. Yeah,
1: That was cool. And I, I liked one of the things they mentioned too is when, you know, they talked about the people that they cast and they picked a familiar face that's been in like 40 movies, which was Alec Guinness. <laughs> mm-hmm. Guinness, how do you say his name? Um, they said he was kind of like just the mentor on set. Like the model of the,
2: professionalism yeah, yeah exactly
1: he kind of I'm, I'm sure he helped drive the professionalism as in being like you know don't sit there and just talk bad about his movie you know let's do our you're, job you're here
2: to do a job yeah you perform. Yeah. yeah so
1: i feel like he probably helped in his age of wisdom as well i didn't think yeah. about
2: that actually because yeah. i mean yeah because they, they talked about him being a, a model of professionalism yeah. and everything yeah. and then you've got Carrie, Harrison, and Mark all cutting up the entire time. Yeah. Being kids, yeah. essentially. Pretty much. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they kind of the, were. This so. is the yeah. grandpa
1: of the group, pretty much. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so it was almost I... like
2: inadvertently just being him, he was teaching them, hey, this is what we're doing. He's got a, a vision he wants to realize. Let's do our best to make it happen.
1: I feel like it was a character, yeah. too, because one of the things they said about him and kind of like why he wanted this role is he thought it'd be really cool to be like a mentor or a wizard. Yeah. yeah <laughs> is that exactly. like what he I'm said? Sure. I don't want to be like, a wizard. I'm a I'm a wizard? <laughs> okay. Like, cool. So I, I feel like it was also him probably trying to like get in his character, too, to be like, no. Do yeah, <laughs> you know. yeah.
0: Pay attention, right? Do your job. Yeah. <laughs> really, that. Um, I. Oh, uh, why do I keep losing my train of thought? Anyway? <laughs> um, I have it. It just was like here, gone, and then back. Um, but I was thinking about that with um, like Anthony Daniels and Kenny Baker and people that are in co- and Peter Mayhew, people that are in costume and like out there struggling and. Trying to do their job, mm-hmm. um, and also struggling, and like not being, not intentionally being like, George, help me, I'm dying.
2: Mm-hmm. Right, <laughs> but,
0: like, having to be like, hi, it's a hundred degrees in Tunisia, and I'm dying in this Chewbacca
2: suit. Or well, I mean, Kenny had it the worst. Kenny like... got left behind on set. <laughs> yeah, so many times.
1: <laughs> that poor man said in that that it happened multiple times, and then they'd come back for me later. Is what he said. He got left in RTD two two. He was
2: literally yeah. left. Just in like a canister there to goes. cook. That's
0: <laughs> it's the worst. Insane. And then Luke, in the part where they were like, oh, yeah, we didn't even, like, we put the camera in the door of the hotel and we sent Luke out into the store.
2: <laughs> I thought that was a What? <laughs> oh, Rose, <you're laughs> <fine>. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's just, all right. He's fine. Let go.
2: You're like, doing great, kid.
1: <laughs> yeah. Good job. Oh, Mark.
2: Nah, that'll come off. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, no.
1: The, the stomp part, what cracked me up. When um, mm-hmm. the guy was gonna teach him how to use the like, the wire to get across <laughs> and that new that part of a new hope when they're trying to escape mm-hmm. him and Leia mm-hmm. and the wire ripped or whatever, but he said it just the landed. Harness, yeah. yeah, the harness and he yeah. said it's ripped his pants. He was like, No, he was like the best part of that was I just had to lie. He was telling a <laughs> good yeah. lie or something like that. And I was like he did it on the first try. It was great. I was like That's it. They tried to kill Mark Hamill.
2: <laughs> it literally is one of those moments where I could see that guy going. But did you die?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's they told him later. Because they were like, we just couldn't afford stunt doubles at that point. And Mark was young. He wanted to do his own stunts. So.
0: I mean, he same. He did it. <laughs>
1: it. Cracked me up. I was like.
0: Yeah. That was the best. No, I do that.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was like such a combination of documentary and BTS that I think that's what kept it entertaining for two and a half hours. I agree. Because that's a long freaking time. People who
1: edited it too did a great job at putting little like <laughs> snippets in it. Yes. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> You're doing great, kid. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um the can we just like for a second while I'm kind of look I'm looking through my notes of making sure I'm hitting these things. Also, something super important to me um is Brian De Palma, who was casting for Carrie at the time that George Lucas was casting for Star Wars. And it took them six to seven months just for the Star Wars auditions. I don't really want to know how, like, how he found his carry people amidst all of that because that's insane. But the auditions were probably one of my favorite parts of this whole documentary.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, the same incredible. thing.
2: Yeah, it was Kurt Russell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was so funny because Kristen saw him and she goes, "I know that guy."
1: Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Who
2: is that?
1: <laughs> I, I knew his face. I just couldn't think of his name. And then mm-hmm. I said this regrettable thing, and I was like, Carv also wouldn't have been a bad Han Solo. And then
2: Harrison's audition came up and she goes, I regret what I said. I
1: take <laughs> it back. I take it back.
0: Yeah, never mind. Backpedal. Harrison,
1: yeah, he's the only one for Han Solo. Well, and so for sorry. me, it was
2: really cool with the Leia auditions where Carrie was talking about that they inter- they um auditioned like 30 odd people or something. And, like, they showed a couple of them. And the first two mm-hmm. were kind of like, eh, okay, I mean, princessy yeah. and everything. Yeah, like, they could have been like, good layers, but... Yeah, and then she comes up, and the first thing I said to Kristen was, I was like, she sounds like royalty. The she sounds she speaks, like
0: royalty! She really yeah.
2: does. Like, the way yeah. that she speaks, the, the tone of her voice, there's, like, this rasp in her voice. Or, like, this airiness in her voice that just mm-hmm. makes her sound like, when she talks... She means it. Oh, she speaks confidence. Yeah. Yeah. She does. Yeah.
0: Yeah. She just, just authority.
2: Yeah. All the literally, time. It was just night and day between the auditions. It was like, okay, I can kind of see that. Oh
1: mm-hmm.
0: my god. Yeah. <laughs> the, the yeah. I really, unit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I really want to show like that clip to like one of my friends that hasn't seen Star Wars, and be like, who do you think would be or is Princess Leia? Like, if they literally have no idea. Um, which I have a couple friends like that. Um. So, yeah, I'm going to have to find them and Mm -hmm. show them, like, who do you think would be the best princess Leia? Mm -hmm. They know nothing about the character, et cetera, et cetera. And I want to see what they would say Mm -hmm. because people usually have a general idea of stuff about Star Wars, but like, I had the same reaction. I, that was the part that made me cheer up because I literally got chills when she started talking. I'm going to cry. Oh my God. Okay. But I was like, oh, like, that's a nice voice. Like, okay, cool. I see. I see what they were trying to do here. Mm -hmm. And they're all a little dainty, but like Carrie was like dainty in like a tough way. Mm-hmm. And then she spoke beautifully with literally audition lines sitting down like this, like how she,
2: she sounded like she had experience. It, yeah, that was the thing. It's like, I mean, and, and that was her. what was funny is that she was talking about how well, true. Uh, she was talking about how uh, you could type this, but you can't say it, kind of stuff and everything. But her. Harrison and Mark all say it as if it's normal, like mm-hmm. they belong in that universe and that they've lived in that universe for years. Like mm-hmm. with Leia, with, with curious audition, it was just kind of natural. This was natural mm-hmm. talk. It seemed like yeah. she had been a princess royalty for years that mm-hmm. she knew, like this has been all her life. Uh, Harrison when he auditioned for Han, which he I didn't l- He technically didn't even audition. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. George
1: was <laughs> like, just like, oh, we just want you to yeah. read the lines. <laughs> yeah, he came in just to help with the actors to yeah. you know read feed the, them back the line and forth and, line stuff, like and yeah. stuff. And and George just really liked his like the way he that's how he picked Han Solo in a way. So mm-hmm. yeah. but yeah, I like that they mentioned um through Carrie Mark, and um Harrison. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I really want to say, Han. I was like, that's not his name. <laughs> Is that they were all very authentic? Like, none of them tried to put on this like, you know, show for them. They weren't trying to be somebody they weren't. Like, it wasn't
2: over the top,
1: right? Yeah. You know, Mark was like, I just did it the way I, you know, I felt like I should do it. And, yeah. He literally said, like, he
0: read that very long winded line and was like, who talks like this? But anyways, like, and he did it fabulously. Mm-hmm. Yeah flawless incredible didn't even stutter right first of all i would have stuttered at least six times before i would have gotten that <laughs> line.
2: <laughs> that, yeah, that sure. line like i was sitting there listening to it and i was like this does I, I know star wars and this doesn't make sense to me <laughs> yeah, it was like exactly. what <laughs>
0: um i and then when speaking of lines um we all already knew that it was an improv do we know what line i'm talking about
2: Oh, the i love you i know Yes. I did not know it was an improv. No, I did not actually.
1: I didn't know. Neither one of us
2: did. Well, that was the thing is that I thought that if it might, because I didn't know it was an improv, I thought it was something that Irvin Kershner did at the last minute. I knew it wasn't the original idea, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know that it was Harrison's idea. (laughs) And I thought that was awesome. Cause that was, that's Han Solo, man. Like there's no other way. If he would have said, I love you too. it would have been like, what? Yeah, you're gonna go pick up the kids later, like (laughs) it just I don't know, but no, I actually did not know that to be honest. So I learned something today.
0: Yeah, that's incredible that you didn't know that. I feel like I knew that before I was even as deep into Star Wars as I currently am. That's crazy. All
2: right, don't take my card away. No,
0: I'm sure there are people out there that still don't know that. Um, (laughs) they will after they listen to this episode, (laughs) yeah. Um But, yeah, that for me, I was just like, okay, of course that was uh, improv. And, of course, Harrison did it flawlessly. And the fact that um, nobody reacted. Mm -hmm. Like, they were still filming. Irvin didn't have to say cut because nobody was like, (gasps) oh. Right. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And then they just cut scene. Incredible.
2: Right. It's just kind of like, man. Yeah. And I loved how Irvin Kershner was talking about like how they just kept trying it and kept trying it. It just did not fit. And he's yeah. like, don't think about it. Don't think it. Yeah, just, don't think just about do it. it. Just do it. And action. action. <laughs>
1: yeah, that was oh, really
2: cool. Yeah. And then it spawns into what Leia says in Return of the Jedi, too, which is cool.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: I cannot. Anyways, I'm sorry. Thank you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I don't want to fast forward or anything, but speaking of voice actors, I thought um, the whole Darth Vader <laughs> Thing was really funny. How you that know, they was had to. Really
0: funny. Yeah. I like
1: how it was three different people. Like, I knew, I knew, because, well, I guess it wasn't. It was just the guy that was in the suit. The guy, guy in the, the suit was the voice. And James Riddle. Riddle. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, some reason, it was a different voice on top of James Earl, because I thought we talked about that somebody else tried to voice it and they changed I their think, mind. But I, I think, think was the the just, had Orson somebody Welles else. is
2: what he had said that they, it was the rumor that they were, he was okay. going okay. to try to get Orson Welles. That's what Welles, I was thinking then. But he never, I don't think him. he ever got him. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. But, I thought that was funny because, you know, it showed the footage of mm-hmm. John Vetterman like, that. you are a traitor and a spy. Take her away. <laughs> yeah.
2: Angry Scottish man.
1: <laughs> I
0: love that because I literally, so I think about this all the time maybe because I think about John Boyega all the time, but there's a Graham Norton interview where um, they, he was like, so Daisy, you don't have your, or yeah, you have your British accent. And um, he goes, John, you don't. <laughs> and he goes, he, like, starts telling the story, and he's like, yeah, well, we tried it out, and it just didn't work. I'm a stormtrooper. I'm here to save you. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't sound the same. And I literally lose my mind every time I think about that because I'm like, he's so funny. That's so true. Wow. And then, <laughs> then I saw the David Prowse thing, thought of the interview, and was like, incredible.
2: It's like they know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and I'd always heard, and I guess it, uh, from what I can tell from this, it, it was misinformation that David Prowse didn't know that they were replacing his voice and that it wasn't always intended to be replaced. But in the thing, they actually straight say they never, never were going to use it.
1: Yeah, I think some yeah. people weren't aware of that just because yeah. in one of the little interviews it did, kind of the side, there was a guy who was like, wait, what? Yeah. is this it this this darth vader yeah so I think, what he I think like? that was the miscommunication of, but not everyone knew that and so mm-hmm. i think people were like oh this is darth vader and then mm-hmm. when they changed it they were like what yeah. <laughs> but well, it though- wasn't like david prowl's like
0: not super present at star wars thing, like meet like uh conventions and stuff for a while and people thought that that was why uh well I don't used and to see, that. that's
2: the thing is I don't know if there's any truth to it. I've always heard that he has not been allowed at Star Wars conventions. Um okay. I don't I think it had something to do with uh something between him and George. I don't know. That doesn't make sense at this point though because George yeah. isn't involved as much as he used to be. He's mm-hmm. more of an advisor. So that yeah. it'd be different if like George was still doing these things, you know? Yeah. Um. so I, I don't necessarily get it and I know he hasn't been in great health last I'd heard
0: yeah. Yeah, I, was uh, so I don't know that's all rumor but... sense because of like hi I'm I'm not in the movies anymore I'm older I'm not going to come like right. that makes more sense and I thought that I've seen like people have his autograph and stuff yeah, and I'm he like he still shows up
2: at UK uh, cons and stuff like that
0: yeah okay mm-hmm. alright yeah, he still sense. goes to cons
2: overseas he, he is a rarer appearance than most but I mean that's where he lives, so he'll yeah. he'll show up when he when he can things like that. Because right. I have seen him on some cons overseas and stuff like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of characters <laughs> um, in general, my probably one of my favorite parts, and I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> but probably one of my favorite parts was learning that Stort Freeborn faced Yoda after his face.
2: I uh, know so that was like, so great.
0: Yoda's real. And baby Yoda's real. (laughs) I was like, that is it. That's all I need for the rest of my life. Stuart Freeborn is Yoda. There you go. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That was really funny. That
0: was incredible. I literally, I don't know why I love that fact so much, but he was like, just him describing it too. He goes, well, we needed a, George showed me showed me these original drawings, which the original drawings I'm gonna be honest were a little creepy.
2: Yes, <laughs>
0: Yoda scared me a little bit.
2: But hmm. well, uh, I felt like it kind of fit the time though, because like it was very muppety and very like troll in the woods kind of yeah. deal, which yeah. a lot of very like Dagobah. fantasy art and stuff like that was like that back then. So yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. very Dagobah. It would have fit. Mm, yeah, <laughs> <in> it would <laughs> it um, have
2: worked. It'd have been a little bit more toony, but yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and then Stuart goes, well, then I was just kind of thinking about it, and I was like, there's something peculiar about my face. And I was like, you know, there is. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, you have a knobby little nose. <laughs> <laughs> and I just started, like, spiraling <laughs> at that point.
2: And it was funny, and he's like, then I, then I took a look at Einstein, because he's an intelligent <laughs> creature. And I added some of the Einstein wrinkles. And it was like, to me, it almost felt like he was kind of like, Talking about himself for a second, you—you you know, I'm a good-looking guy. I can—I yeah. can make a swamp goblin, yeah. yeah. But I'm really intelligent. How can I look intelligent? Einstein, that's how.
1: I mean, I—I I just have to say, if I had to create a character for something, and you knew that the first what a movie did really well, and the second one you were involved in. I'd probably make it look like me too. Yeah, to <laughs> immortalize
2: myself in Star Wars. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even lie. In Star
1: Wars. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. I'm a tree in the background. That's fine. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You see that little circle right there? That's my face. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that was really funny. It was really interesting too, seeing the complications they had to go through for people to puppet Yoda.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, so three people, they said, we're trying to puppet him.
2: Yeah, somebody think, doing the
1: ears, somebody doing the eyes, and then him puppeting Frank yeah. Bernie.
2: Oh.
1: I can imagine, like...
2: Well, and then uh, Mark talking about how the only way he could hear him was through a headset, but if he turned his ear one way, he'd hear the, <laughs> the Rolling, Rolling Stones. Stones. Like, just don't think about it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so now
2: knowing that Luke Skywalker is jamming out to the Rolling Stones, and mm-hmm. not the run, 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 jump.
1: Run be a backpack while you run.
2: Wow. I just want to go and put that song, like the, the Rolling Stones song you mentioned, over let's yeah. just to see what it would be like. I'm just
1: going to look and see if I can see him, like, tapping his foot or something, maybe we <laughs> right. just don't know it. And it's him just trying to, like, stay in character, but he can't help but yeah. the music. Yeah. It's like, like, so
2: <laughs> great. <laughs> it's just yeah, funny like, hearing, like, things like that. Like, because <laughs> it's not a low-budget thing, but for the time, it was a, uh, it could have been a low-budget. The technology
1: budget. wasn't really there, though. Right. That's the thing. But
2: it's just funny hearing the things that they had to rig up to make it work. Like oh. just make it work and everything. Like Doom
1: man was under the floor, so he was like, I can't hear you. I'm down here. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Remember? Um, I, I'm that not
2: actually cute. two feet tall and green.
0: <laughs> yeah. I this is not me. I can't hear you. Um I for those of you that can't see what we're doing, we're acting puppet. I'm
1: just... <laughs> Let me find my sock. Right. Exactly.
0: Oh my god, Yoda sock puppets. <laughs>
2: Sorry. Wait, 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 wait. Baby Yoda socks.
0: Oh! Hello! <laughs> and little knobby nose.
2: Oh, man. Merchandising.
0: Oh, man. Oh, man. Okay. I was gonna, before I went on an emotional train wreck, I was going to talk about how uh, Ben Burt, um, just like sound effects as a whole, Blast Point's always does episodes about the sounds of different episodes mm-hmm. of the different movies. And I love listening to those because they talk about how he got the sounds. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there'll be things like him smashing things with a hammer and then taking like a millisecond of that one sound and turning it into something in star Wars. And then to watch him talk about it live, well live via a camera with mm-hmm. him actually talking about it. Incredible. Um, I just, that whole part blows my mind. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like, how many sounds a day do I hear or say or make or am near that could be a Star Wars sound?
2: Right? So many. <laughs> so many. It's crazy, too, because when they were showing like the different animals that went into Chewie's sound, oh like God. I was literally sitting next to Kristen and I was like, I hear it. Yeah. Well, have I never heard that before? <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. What? <laughs> This too cool. cool. <laughs> I
0: wonder if he records horse sounds for the space horses. Right.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh,
0: man. I cannot. It's absurd how much I'm obsessed with Ben Burt and mm-hmm. the sound. Speaking of sounds,
2: it's just, it's crazy. It's insane. Yeah. John it's the basis of Skywalker sound. <laughs> yeah, literally the basis of an entire company is smashing things together and <laughs> recording what it sounds like.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. I, like, why don't we I think, think that? of that? <laughs> yeah, I could be like, yeah, or I was about to literally be like, I could just like, and it could be like the death floor
2: exploding. Welcome to Castle Run Weekly ASMR. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow! <laughs> ben Burt ASMR, and we're just trying to recreate Star Wars. Now. <laughs> right.
2: It's a different kind. <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah. um, relax you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Think about the galaxy far, far away, and then pew! You're right. <laughs> oh my God.
2: And then um, every great once in a while, just the opening horn, the bomb, but <laughs> oh, you're awake.
1: Thanks. Welcome back. You <laughs> wild.
0: Yeah. Incredible. <This> is-
2: <laughs> um, One thing that I, I liked, well, for one, I liked everything that Carrie had to do with her. Her whole interviews were hilarious for one. Okay. Especially when she's talking about the merchandising and stuff like that, she's like, "Every time I look in the mirror, I owe George a couple dollars."
0: I love that. Oh, it's
2: (laughs) It's like it just made it just made me miss her. In all honesty, like the whole time I was just like, "I wish you were still here," kind of thing. So it was sad.
0: Okay, well, thanks. I'm gonna go.
2: (laughs) And ruined.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I uh, that's that to me is something else so important. Just like about this and in general having. I'm gonna cry. I'm sorry. Having footage of people we've lost and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, Okay, (laughs) I cry. I'm not gonna be able to talk about it. Um, But yeah, I mean, same thing. I literally miss her once a day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Something will happen in my day, and I'll be like, "Wow, how would Carrie Fisher do this?" Mm -hmm. Like my like, what would Carrie Fisher do is kind of my thing uh, as of late. Um, And yeah, that all of all of her. She literally just doesn't. I don't want to say she doesn't care, but like she's always. And people say this all the time, unapologetically herself. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Leia wouldn't be the character that she was without Carrie. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry that Absolutely. I'm crying. I'm sorry that you people listening can't see me crying. <laughs> <laughs> that's way
2: worse. <laughs> we'll Ugh. be selling Cheyenne tears for fifty <laughs> cents a pop on the yeah.
0: <laughs> There will be at least a hundred each episode. <laughs> <laughs> <Are you laughs> no, it was
2: really cool seeing her um i know one her interview she was talking about her auditions something that you had to say about did i though yeah
1: <laughs> um
2: did. okay i guess not <laughs> you're talking about like how she was really concerned with her weight and stuff
1: yeah but i think like that was very positive to the i will podcast, <laughs> so. i didn't like that she at least in like three separate occasions on her interviews in there, she talked about her weight Mm -hmm. and stuff, about how the audition she pretty much was told she needed to lose 10 pounds. And then um, she was concerned about her weight when they had to do that stunt across the thing that she was going to be too big and they'd bring out another actress instead of her. And then also when she had to wear the slave Leia outfit, she talked about how she was worried that she pretty much Mm -hmm. would be too big. Yeah. So I didn't really like that. And I know like in that time it probably was really – Important for women to like look fit and be skinny, but I don't know. I I was, I looked at Danny, I was like, Why did Mark Hamill have to go get a six pack? Why did he go to the gym? I mean, they painted
2: it on him on the posters. Why didn't
1: Mark (laughs) Hamill look like a beast? Like, why didn't the men have to like tone up and look super muscular and buff? Why she have to be so skinny, stick, Mm -hmm. exactly? And like, it kills me too.
0: And I'm gonna, I don't mean this in like a mean way, but like, also, I would give. So much blood and plasma to be as skinny as she was like right. I like i I can't even imagine being somebody that had to tell her to go lose ten pounds right like mm-hmm. first of all, no, she doesn't not only because she's already skinny, but also because she doesn't
2: mm-hmm.
0: like, like you said, the men didn't have to tone up, <laughs> so. They're just little
1: skinny Mark Hamill
0: running around, blowing in the wind.
2: Little mean
0: farm boy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he lived on the desert. He had no food. <laughs> he yeah, was used to
0: it. does not always emotions.
2: provide full protein service. <laughs> so what's for dinner tonight, Amberu? Womp rats.
1: So, oh, I mean, ass. <laughs> I just, I could tell, like it, she brought it up on three different occasions, so I could tell that her being concerned for her weight really stuck with her, even what 20 30 years yeah. after the movies came out like that's what she looked back on and thought about mm-hmm. yeah the fact that she didn't feel like she was skinny enough to be in the role mm-hmm. and i really broke my heart for her because i i can you know tell it took a toll yeah mm-hmm. so yeah. I like that, but.
2: <sighs> yeah well and i think it it doesn't. i don't want to say it contributes to her at her confidence or anything like that because anything like that's messed up like you don't you don't but and like we were saying i mean that that was hollywood at the time and hopefully hollywood changes eventually i think it has working
0: on it yeah we're
2: we're seeing we're seeing change i'll say Mm -hmm. that i think we are seeing change in in that respect um where your typical actress that is ridiculously tall or a little Mm -hmm. bit bigger than hollywood would like or something like that you're having normal people show up on on movies and TV. Yeah. Which is cool. Um, yeah. And, and I, I really like that. Um, but like you said, I think that that may have helped. That, that may have contributed to her, not helped, but contributed to her thicker skin. Um, yeah. That even though, yes, it may have bothered her years down the road, she had to get to a point where she could tell someone no. And she I, talks about that multiple times with George where... He would tell her to say certain things and things like that. She said it in previous interviews, not in Empire of Dreams. But uh, when we were watching, I think it was the Leia tribute back in Star Wars Celebration Orlando, where she was, she would tell George, hey, I'm not saying that Leia wouldn't do that. I'm going to do this. Literally told the man who had the vision, hey, this isn't the character. So I'm going to say this and this is how it's going to be. Yeah. And I, I respect that. I, I, yeah. I love that about her because she didn't roll over for anybody.
0: Yeah. She I mean, may she, have had
2: to go across a lot of those pressures and things like that, but at the same time, mm-hmm. she fought. You know,
0: yeah. Regardless of being told about her weight or regardless of being given a script, mm-hmm. she walked into a room and became Leia Organa every single day. Absolutely. Like, that, oh, uh, oh, uh, I'm going to make myself cry. <laughs> anyway, yeah. But I mean, the
2: cost of the tears just went up 25
0: cents. <laughs> Every time I talk about Leia, they go up 25 cents. <laughs> so everybody owes me a hundred
2: There's, there's going to be a whole stock price now.
0: Tears <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> per character. And then tears divided into the characters. So if I cry over Luke, they're there 25 cents. If I cry over Ron, they're 50 cents. If I cry over Leia, they're a dollar.
2: There you go. Support mm-hmm. your, po- your local podcast. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> So cool. So um, did anyone else have anything they wanted to add or anything like that? Anything else that stuck out with you guys that you really loved or anything? Yep. Yep. Leaves
0: me to always have something else to say. Sorry. Dang um, <laughs> uh, it. Let's the, go. The big thing that stuck with me was um, he was like, what, t- t- or what went from a quest of creative freedom turned into philosophy and a cultural phenomenon. Mm-hmm. That really hit me real hard because I was like, oh, wow. Like, he, he literally just wanted to write movies and yeah. pr- make a movie. That's all he wanted to do, and he wanted it to be his movie. And here we are, what, 40-something years later, mm-hmm. crying over a podcast on the internet about <laughs> how many characters in his quest for creative freedom.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I That blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the fact that they said he... Um, transformed like our cultural imagination. Like we like I mean literally they were saying it the whole time like this was not a movie. This was a movie way ahead of its time. This was a movie that nobody knew it was going to work. Nobody thought it was going to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, But here we are cultural imagination uh, grew because Star Wars came out and I this just watching Empire of Dreams is going to make me literally sit back and think every single time the star destroyer comes over the screen, I'm going to be like, wow, literally they struggled so much to make sure that that looked like it was flying over a screen. And it's what the size of my hand Mm -hmm. or something, but and I know, and I know they're models, and I know a lot of it is models. But
2: I forget because it doesn't look like that. Right.
0: Right. And now I'm just gonna keep thinking about how I forget and how it doesn't look like a model.
2: And it's the reason that the effects hold up over time. You don't yeah. have the computer graphics like they did, or like we do now, or anything like that. It was literally if you can make it by hand, if you can make it happen. Because I mean, he even said at one point with uh, ILM, they spent half their budget just setting up shop. And creating these break like groundbreaking cameras to make this stuff happen, which is cool. And one thing that I, I, I was going to mention while we were watching it, I was trying not to bother you because I knew I was bothering you a couple of times. Because <laughs> I'm always like, that's when this happens. And that's when, that's his part of. No.
1: <laughs> the worst part was he started quoting it when it would show parts from the movies. He said it and I was like, I was like, what is he talking about? And then it happened. He said it and I was like, stop it.
2: Yoda says, or Luke says,
1: "I don't believe it." Yeah,
2: I don't believe it. And before Yoda could say it, I was like, "That is why you fail."
1: I was like, "What are you <laughs> talking about?" And then Yoda on the screen goes, "That is why you fail." And I was like, "Shut up! <laughs> Shut up!" Yeah, <laughs>
2: I just get Nobody so excited cares. about these. Like, I immediately wanted to watch A New Hope.
1: Yeah, I do too
0: now.
2: I, I really want yeah, to watch A New fair. Hope again now.
0: That's fair. It popped up on my screen afterwards. <laughs> oh, I
1: noticed like, I oh like, look, hey. you're here. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, hi. You want to click play? I, to be fair, I didn't have anybody in the room with me, but I did the same thing. <laughs> that, that See? My and then he said it, and I was like,
1: <laughs> I would have called you out. I'd be like, Cheyenne! <laughs> Stop it! <laughs>
0: Nobody was home, so. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, I did the same thing like to Lion King and Moana, yeah, and, you know, yeah, most same. Disney movies.
0: <laughs> I did that. I did that to Anastasia, which is not a Disney movie, uh, but Anastasia. The other day, have you guys ever seen that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so Bartok.
2: <laughs> I love Bartok. <laughs> a legend, a legend.
0: Uh, <laughs> I, I thought I had missed the part. I did not miss the part. <laughs> then I get a ha and a high, yeah, and I kick her, sir
2: that's fantastic and it's just, like, what I do around my house well, uh, it, it, I think it attributes to these movies that there's so much life in them and to the fact that here we are talking about it 40 some odd like years later yeah. and it's like it just came out Like, it's, yeah. it's, exciting. It,
1: yeah. it, it's exciting
2: it's exciting, it's encouraging it's inspiring it it's amazing. It's, yeah. it's just what it comes down to. It's, it's amazing. It revolutionized everything. I, I love my favorite thing when they were talking about that scene you were talking about where he was like, Oh yeah, well they, they, they went through and they changed the face of the movie industry. The one thing they said was they made, he made movies fun again. And I thought that that was really cool because you're in a, like we were just coming out of the Vietnam war. All of the stuff was happening yeah. and kind of in a rut. All of science fiction of was depression. dull. Yeah. Out of the depression, all that kind of stuff. Like movies were dull. Movies were kind of just the same. Yeah. And here comes this guy going, "Hey, movies can be fun again. <laughs> yeah. Come watch yeah. my movie." So <laughs> yeah. I thought it was really cool. And you said it a couple times where they were like, "Oh yeah," on under 40, 40 theaters agreed to uh, to do it, and, or and uh, or nobody would uh, help us with our merchandising and everything. <laughs> you know, every single one of those companies is either a already gone under and doesn't exist, <laughs> or b is regretting it and constantly kicking themselves every yeah. single day. I
1: mean, yeah, because it said at the beginning when he first took his idea to pitch it, I mean, he was thankful that they turned him down because mm-hmm. he s- knew he wanted to keep the rights to his stuff. But at the same time, these people were like, we don't believe in you. We yeah. don't believe in your stuff. It's weird, <laughs> no. Yeah. And then same thing, like we talked about with the merch, like nobody wanted to touch it.
2: I mean, it put Kenner on the map it like, did it was yeah, a tiny if you, toy company in ohio yeah, and it put them on the map
1: and because that yeah that was so good if you haven't seen the toys that made us
2: oh it's the best i literally just
1: watched that episode it is so good.
0: i was about to say i had it i had it queued up for a long time on netflix and then i just like at minimum
2: watch that one just that, that one there's a quote that one of them says he's one of the lead toy designers from back when they were doing the star wars toys and stuff like that and every time I listen to that quote, I, I, I tear up. I, I can't help but choke up. It's, it's beautiful. It's awesome. awesome. Um, just what it meant to them that George was like, hey, let's do this thing. And everything, mm-hmm. and then how they perceive George too is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> the way yeah. that they they talk about him coming in and like, what was it like a little muscle man or something like that, oh, or glad. coming with a dude that had a had a suit that was too small for him. He looked like a <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to like strong arm deal with him or something. It's it's really That's funny.
1: <laughs> <I> <laughs> if, love you, that. if you
2: haven't watched that, definitely watch that episode. It's in the first season of Toys That Made Us on mm-hmm. Netflix. It's really it's good. Really
1: good. I want to watch the second mm-hmm. season. I think they have like teenage.
2: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Power Rangers. My Little Ponies. All the stuff I played with.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Don't they have like a Barbie episode too? Yes, they do. It's really cool, honestly. All their episodes are really cool.
2: Nice. Bar- Barbie had a scandalous past. <laughs> oh,
1: Barbie was very interesting. To <laughs> say the least. Uh, okay, well, now I can't wait.
2: Right. <laughs> if documentaries are your thing, this is absolutely your thing.
1: That's yeah. <laughs> fantastic. It's just cool seeing the toys like we grew up with. Mm-hmm. And seeing, like, because I mean, he obviously related more to the Star Wars thing, but I loved Barbie's growing up. So it was cool just being able to sit down and be like, oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's where <my> Harvey <laughs> <heartbeat> comes from <laughs> yeah uh, thank you for not giving her real life things yeah. and moving on so... <laughs> <laughs> this is
2: gonna go awkward real quick yeah. um, I was gonna say it but then I was gonna have you like
1: bleep it out but... <laughs> don't do that time.
2: oh gosh alright I'll
1: just disappear <laughs> <my> <laughs> I'm gone uh,
2: so cool. So I think I think we can go ahead and wrap it up here. Any last thoughts? Final thoughts on Empire of Dreams?
1: Um, George Lucas is a god. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Seriously, okay. sincerely. The maker. Yo. Yes. Thanks,
2: the like maker. Him. Yes, absolutely.
1: Um, uh, all the people that stuck with George Lucas and believed in him. Thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Even if you
2: didn't believe him, you still stuck around. Kudos right. To you. Okay.
1: Yeah. At least that. <laughs> people that created it? Yep. It was funny too when they were talking about um. The people who were at, is it ILM. I almost want to put A on it. Sometimes I want to call it, <laughs> um, but it's Industrial not. Light and Magic. Oh, okay, perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. if you want to add the A there. Um, I bet they were just frustrated, because I'm sure George Lucas at some time was not the most... Pleasant. Fun, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Find a person who's really there. So, But, you know, those people, you know, they were just trying to get jobs and pursue their own dreams, too. So I wouldn't be surprised if they were... Going home and making like chicken noodle soup every night, but right. you know now it's like they eating steak dinners yeah. every day.
2: Faster, more yeah. intensity. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> that was like that. Oh. Yeah. Anthony Daniels, like, he uh, said that. That was that's funny.
0: The name of
2: the episode? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yes, that has to be.
1: <laughs> I love that. We have
2: to make it the name of the episode. Yeah. Anytime Anthony Daniels talks about George Lucas, it's hilarious. It really it's is so funny. Him and Mark Hamill, they're hilarious. Yeah, it's just yeah. funny how
1: he wanted him. George Lucas was like, <clears throat> "Okay, do it again, but faster." And he was like, "But I'm glad he didn't tell me to do it more intensity because who wants C3PO with more intensity?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Oh my god! And I
1: didn't realize that they actually tried out different C3PO voices. Like mm-hmm. Anthony Daniels was not going to be the original voice. Yeah. At first,
0: I it still blows my mind every time he talks. Yeah. I'm like,
1: Literally, Literally, all I see is a gold truck. robot.
0: <laughs> okay, like, hi, C three PO.
2: Right. Yeah.
0: So we
1: met a celebration, and I was like,
2: "Huh." Yeah. Yeah. A
1: gold man. <laughs> no. That's not a gold man. You're just a man. <laughs> just, yeah, we just.
2: Dad got yeah. to bring in his his uh, BB eight. Yeah. System, didn't. Yeah. He got to show C three PO his so BB eight that he built. I think he signed his. He little... si- yeah. He signed the the top of the head. Yeah, Cute. he was just like you made Aww. this and my dad was like yeah he was like that's awesome
0: <laughs>
2: it was really cool but yeah cool. well cool, cool. yeah that's so cool. I guess we'll go ahead and we'll close it out uh, okay. Cheyenne thank you for hanging out thank you, thank you for <laughs> a lot of fun you. and Kristen for being on the show we appreciate it not like y'all had to be, have your arms twisted or anything to be here yeah. but can <laughs> yeah,
1: you like let go of my arm now
0: <laughs> I know you're in a different state but like I need you to let me go
2: (laughs) (laughs) so guys thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight Um, we really appreciate it we hope that you all have a very happy Thanksgiving if you celebrate Uh, safe travels for you as well Uh, if you want more episodes on your long drives to go see your families or whoever you're going to go see um, you can go to KessleronWeekly.com all our backlog of our episodes are there we're available wherever podcasts are available Um, so that's itunes apple Podcasts, whatever it's called now all that good stuff uh but you can find us everywhere um and also if you want to follow us on social media and uh, see our little antics from time to time uh (laughs) we are on instagram facebook twitter at kessel run weekly and we'd love to hear from you there we like talking back and forth with people it makes it more fun um here recently we've had a uh influx of new people join us uh, after rebecca's uh interview actually which is really cool. So yeah, so some of her friends, I think have come to hang out with us and have been really enjoying our clone wars commentary that is back. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, We got new episodes of Cheyenne show, clone (laughs) wars commentary on our feed. So definitely check those out. Literally. I feel like. Hey, we got a new review too. (laughs) (laughs) We'll
0: We'll
2: have to read that, but yeah. um, So yes, clone wars commentary is back and everything. Um, You good if we read this uh, review real quick that we just found out literally at in a moment? (laughs)
1: Absolutely. Awesome. We haven't had one in a while, so I I, I get bad at checking it sometimes. This is actually one
2: of our friends that has just joined us. Um, This is from Steve Cardali. He says, really enjoyable. Five stars. Really great, enjoyable podcast on Star Wars. I've enjoyed every episode I've had a chance to listen to and plan on downloading some older ones I've missed. Thank you, Steve. That's awesome. Steve. That's amazing. Thank you so Thank much. You for real. That's awesome. It's been a minute since we've had a review. So guys, if you want to leave us a review, we you, will read it. We will read it. Literally in the moment, as soon as we find
1: out. Need more, I'll check it more often.
2: <laughs> I don't have an iPhone, so it's all her fault if it oh, doesn't get man.
1: checked. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Ow>. <laughs>
2: Is it in too. I, it I in don't in beat my
1: head. Then. You have to leave That, was,
2: that was Skywalker sounded
1: worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God. You have uh, to, like, we have to make something down, like I don't know. Make <laughs> <But> it <laughs> work.
2: Guys, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate you. We love you guys. Stay safe this Thanksgiving. And may the force be with you. Always. Faster and more intensity.
1: <laughs>